Så här gör du under dig. Good. We'll be coming out of Psalm 62 today, if you want to go ahead and turn there. We're coming to the end of the Thanksgiving season. This week is Thanksgiving. Uh, so we'll be concluding our Thanksgiving messages today, but that will also lead into Advent season, going into Christmas. So next week we'll start Advent. For those who don't know, Thanksgiving's a time of reflection. It's time to go back and be thankful for what God has provided and for what God can provide and will provide. Advent's a time for looking forward. We can be thankful for the first coming, which is why we celebrate Christmas. But as we go into the Advent season, we're learning and looking forward to the second coming. And that's what it's about, is studying the first coming to prepare for that second coming. And the message of Advent is so great. It's peace, patience, joy, love. Some people put hope in there instead of patience. Either works. They're both very true. But as we come to the end of Thanksgiving, we find the real reason We have to be thankful no matter what we face in life. In Psalm 62, the first two verses starts us off. It says, I am at rest in God alone. My salvation comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. My stronghold, I will never be shaken. And that's the message today is He is our salvation. Through Jesus Christ, God has given every human on this planet a chance of salvation, a chance of redemption, a chance of repentance. And we learn that in John 14:6 that that's the only way that God has provided the salvation for us because Jesus tells us that He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And that is so true. And we see that in David's writings. He's preparing us. It's almost prophetic of what he's saying is that God alone is my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will never be shaken there in verse 2. And he's telling us to look forward to what God can do and how God can save us. And we see how that happens in the New Testament. And John puts it out there in chapter 14. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father, that is God, except through Jesus Christ. And that is what we really have to be thankful for here, especially coming into this season of Advent, coming out of the season of Thanksgiving, is we have to be thankful for the salvation that was given to us by God. But with that comes struggles, comes hardships quite often as we carry on in, in Psalm 62, starting in verse 3. It says, How long will you threaten a man? Will all of you attack as if he were a leaning wall or a tottering fence? They only plan to bring him down from his high position. They take pleasure in lying. They bless with their mouths, but they curse inwardly. David is talking about the people 
who sought to destroy him. David is telling us about the people who were fighting against him. And he learned really fast that the only place he could find trust was in God. And we have to know that we also face those enemies. And they're not always from people. They are more often than not from the devil himself. He is our biggest adversary. He will attack us any way he can. He seeks to destroy us at every moment. And Peter tells us that in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, he says, Be serious and be alert. Your adversary the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. And it's so true. Everywhere we go in the world, we see uh, troubles, we see strife, we see suffering, we face it ourselves, we get attacked by it daily, we get attacked by it physically, spiritually, mentally. And it all comes from the devil, whether he chooses to use a man, our own conscience, or just things of the world. It's the devil who's doing the work. And we see David was facing those struggles too. In his own time, he was being attacked by enemies from the world. He's being attacked on every level with temptation, with sinful thoughts and sinful actions. He had a man murdered in order to take the man's life. It's easy to give in to the temptations. It's easy to sit back and let the devil win those little battles. And that's why Peter tells us and he explains it to be serious and be alert because we have to be aware that those attacks are coming. We have to be on guard against those attacks and we have to know where they're coming from. Otherwise, it would be easy to fall into that temptation to hate others. Because we have to know that the real enemy is the devil, not the person. But David goes on and he tells us where our trust has to be at. Picking up in verse 5 of Psalm 62, he says, Rest in God alone, my soul, for my hope comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will not be shaken. My salvation and glory depend on God, my strong rock. My refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts before him. God is our refuge. He's saying don't lose your faith. Trust in God. Because no matter who lets you down, no matter what happens in life, God is there. God will be there. You have to turn your faith to God. If everything else is going wrong, God is there. He is our salvation. He is our rock, our stronghold. When we give ourselves to him and trust in him, we can't be shaken. We will not be shaken. Peter goes on in his, his writings in verse 9 of 1 Peter 5. He says, resist him, talking about the devil, and be firm in the faith. He's saying the exact same thing David is. Don't give up your faith. Stand firm in it. Knowing that the same sufferings are being experienced by your fellow believers throughout the world. He's telling us when we suffer, we are not alone. We may feel alone, and we may feel like nobody else could possibly know what we're going through, but there are others. There are some facing worse things than we face. 
we are blessed to be in this country in America and know that we have those freedoms to believe how we believe and that even though some people may not agree with us and will argue with us and tear us down for it, we still have the right in this country to believe that way. That if for whatever reason, if we do face persecution or death because of it, that person will face judgment because of breaking the law. In some countries, it's okay. They will kill you for your faith and there's nothing that's going to happen to them in their country. They face such harder times than we do in some countries around the world. Luckily, in the Western world, we don't face that as often. Especially here in North America, these three great countries provide for those freedoms for you to believe that way. America paved that way. Mexico followed suit and so did Canada. And we're blessed to be in that situation. But you get south of the equator, it gets a little more hairy. They still have some of those blessings. In Central America, they still do. But it gets a little more hairy. But you go into the, west, the eastern part of this world, you don't have those freedoms. A lot of Arab countries, it is against the law to do what I'm doing right here. This building wouldn't even be here in those countries. They're doing it in secret in houses. We are so blessed to be here and it's by God's grace that we have this place. It's by God's grace that there are shining lights in those countries like Israel where they do share those freedoms that we have. And some of the European countries do share them, not all of them. But it's by God's grace that we have that. So when you feel alone here, know that you have brothers and sisters there who are also suffering. But God is with them. God is their stronghold. God is their rock. God is their salvation. And he will give them rest at some point. Maybe not in this life, but definitely in the next. And he will honor their faith. David goes on and he starts talking about how it doesn't matter who you are. What matters is where your heart is. He says, common people are only a vapor. Important people an illusion together on a scale they weigh less than a vapor. He's saying common and important people are on the same scale. It says place no trust in oppression or false hope in robbery. If wealth increases, don't set your heart on it. People will oppress you. People will try to rob you of your, your hope. And you may even become successful in life and increase your wealth. But that's not where your hope is. Now, Peter, uh, David tells us, God has spoken once. I've heard this twice. Strength belongs to God and faithful love belongs to you, Lord, for you repay each according to his works. David's telling us that all people 
are measured the same when it comes to God. And that whether you find yourself in a low place or a high place, it's God who will do the judging, not people. People put stock in wealth. People put stock in possessions. People put stock in what you have, what you do, what you are in this world. God puts stock in your faith. When we look at a skyline, we see the different heights of all the buildings. God looks from above and sees all the buildings lined up together the same. It's which buildings shine his light that he pays attention to. Peter tells us in verse 10 of 1 Peter 5, Now the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus will personally restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you have suffered a little. He will personally restore, establish, strengthen you, and support you after you have suffered a little. I know last week I talked about a glow stick and how it had to be broken and shaken to shine. God allows for a little suffering. He allows for a little oppression. He allows you to be broken a little so that you can shine for Him. Because when you come out on the other side and your faith is still strong in Him, if not already grown more, you'll be a much brighter light for His glory to bring others to his fold so that they can say whatever that person has I want and you can say it's faith in Jesus I have faith in Christ alone because Christ is my salvation Christ is my solid rock Christ is my stronghold verse 1 said of 62, of Psalm 62, said, I am at rest in God alone. My salvation comes from Him. I think that is the most key verse of this entire message, is my rest is in God alone. My salvation comes from Him. If there is nothing else to be thankful for, we have that. And as we go into Thanksgiving this week, we can remember that if we're not able to meet with family for whatever reason, maybe somebody's sick, maybe they're far off. It's another blessing we have here in, in our country is a truly established American holiday of Thanksgiving set forth by our very first president. And in his writing, he told us when he established it, that it was to remember and be thankful for the reverence of Almighty God for giving us the freedom to be in this country. If only our leaders would take that kind of expression of faith toward God now. We already have a great country here. How much greater could it be if they allowed God to bless it once again? But even if they don't, we can rest assured individually 
that I am at rest in God alone. My salvation comes from Him. And as we go into Thanksgiving, we can remember that. And we have so much to be thankful for in that. I'd said before that we do a Thanksgiving tree every year where we have a drawing of a tree that we've put on a sheet so we can keep it up, put it up whenever we want to or we can have it ready every year. We started early this year on October 1st. Usually we start on November 1st and have 25, 26 days. One, one leaf for each of us. We write something we're thankful for and put it on that tree. This year we started on October 1st because this has been a rough year and we needed to remember what we had to be thankful for. And here we are, November 22nd. That is 53 days of peace. Over 200 things to be thankful for between the four of us. And we're not done. But the one thing that we all can be thankful for is we have salvation through Christ. God has given us such a blessing there. No matter where you're at in the world, no matter what you're facing in this world, we have salvation in Christ. We have salvation in Christ alone. And we can trust in Him to always be there. In our darkest time, it may seem like he's quiet. But when the Father whispers, you tend to lean in a little closer so that you can hear him better. When you're going through tests, the teacher's quiet. Trust in your faith to get you through. And you'll be hearing praises on the other side. When you get to judgment and you face that, and Jesus says, well done, my good and faithful servant. The praise chorus of the angels listening. That's something to look forward to. That's something to be thankful for. Because our salvation comes from him. And we have to put our faith and trust in him. And going into this Advent season, that's something else we can look forward to. Is Jesus is coming. Maybe not in your lifetime or mine, but he is coming. And he will call every one of his sheep home. Be listening for that voice. In verse 7 of 62, it says, My salvation and glory depend on God. There's nothing we can do except accept Jesus. And then we listen to his voice and trust in him and walk in his light. And we share that message with everyone we can that's around us. Because I don't want a single one of my friends or family members not to get in. I want every single one of them to accept Jesus. That's my Christmas wish every year. And I want to be able to write that on a Thanksgiving leaf. That all of them. All of them will see glory. But until then, I keep preaching. 
Until then, I keep teaching. I keep talking. I try my best to be that light for God. And I know that I'm falter because I'm just a man. I'm not perfect. But he is. And sometimes I get in the way but I have to remember he is my salvation. I can move to the side just a little and let his light shine on by. And hopefully they're paying attention. So I ask if anybody doesn't know Christ, just take a moment. Ask for forgiveness. Lean into Him and put your faith and trust in Him. If anybody has anything else to pray or praise, the altar is open for all who want to come. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, I ask that you bless each and every person who hears this message. I ask that you let them put it on their heart so they can carry it out to their friends, their family even strangers in the street, Lord, and that you open everyone's heart and ears so that they can hear your word, Lord, and put their trust in you. Turn their eyes to you, Lord, so that they can learn your ways and be that light for you for others wherever they're at. Lord, we're so thankful that you are our salvation. We're so thankful that you are our rock, our strong place. We put our trust in you, God, and we ask that you bless us with, with your message to carry forward. We ask that this message goes on the hearts and minds of everyone who hears it so that they may be able to carry it with them. We thank you for so many things, Lord, and we look forward to your coming, Lord, and we're getting ready for that season, and we ask that you lead us into it with open eyes and open hearts so that we can share that message with the whole world and that they can turn their eyes to you, Lord. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed this message, please remember to subscribe to my channel and also subscribe to this podcast. Um, go to the website www.brojamesparty.com that's www.brojamesparde.com there you can subscribe also and be kept up to date on any blog postings or anything else that might be going on also while you're there check out the store and please look at my books um thank you for listening God bless. We look forward to sharing the message next week with you. Have a good day.